This is the Mid-East Peace Podcast. You're listening to Molly Livingstone here in Jerusalem. Alex Giles, say hello from London. Hello from London, from <laughs> sunny, sunny London. Is it really? The no, day? I'm lying. It's mm. pouring with rain. Wow. It's still just the middle of a heat wave here, the never-ending heat wave in the Middle East. Or maybe it's just hot because everyone always has their eye on us, including, of course, <laughs> Donald Trump. You picked out, if we just get right to it, a great article uh, that was posted on the Mideast Beast this week. Donald Trump frustrated by generals. I think he's frustrated by generally everything. Oh, that may be funny. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about the article. Of course, you can find that article online at themideastbeast.com and our Facebook page, The Mideast Beast, or follow us on Twitter at Beasties. Okay, now you can explain. Now I can explain. Well, you know, you know, Donald Trump has decided to drain the swamp by employing generals and alumni from Goldman Sachs. I mean, that's broadly <laughs> how, how that's the swamp being drained. And we just did this thing and said, you know, if we were a fly on the wall, what does it look like when the Secretary of Defense, when Mattis, chaos, as he's known, tries to explain these things, these complicated issues to Trump? And we suspect that... Uh, um, this doesn't go very well. And we don't think that General Kelly, another Marine, um, it's interesting, it's mm -hmm. not just, uh, it's not army guys that Trump picks, it's Marines generally that, that he picks. Also an excellent record of military service who has come in to be uh, chief of staff there. We suspect it must be quite awkward when General Kelly tries to explain complicated things to Donald Trump. <laughs> and in fact, of course, as always, the Trump has got ahead of us because I don't know, Molly, whether you saw the news this morning and from last night when Donald Trump essentially said he was going to burn Korea in a lake of fire broadly, is what yeah. he suggested in was remarks. That, was that on his own TV channel full of propaganda and lots of fun? <laughs> or was that actually reported in semi-real news like CNN or BBC? That was him being just sort of off-the-cuff interviewed during some sort of meeting at his golf course in New Jersey where he is not on holiday. <laughs> Bear in mind, he's not on holiday. He is, yeah, just resting with his eyes open. Yeah, so we can play a great game where you can play North Korean propaganda and then you can play comments from Donald Trump and you can actually swap them around and try to play the game who said what. I just have this vision, I think we all do, of General Mattis, General Kelly, General McMaster, of course, great, great army general with, again, a fantastic track record, rolling the rise in horror as he just comes out with these utterly inane statements. But yeah, so what we were going to say, linking this to the Middle East, of course, this might be said to be not entirely Middle Eastern, but, you know, Middle East does not itself have a great track record of being ruled by generals. Am I right, Molly? Well, I want to say how dare you, but also, yeah, it's, it's a bit true. There seems to be chaos when there's generals and sort of takeovers and fights and all that good stuff, except for really here in Israel where we are a democracy. That's interesting. And given how respected the military is in Israel, is one of the reasons it's expected because they've never tried to take over? <laughs> or, is it, I mean, or, or is it because, I don't know, I mean, would Israel stand for a, a military leader? Well, the fact is that a lot of, you are well-respected if you're from the army. It is kind of like the in into getting to be a politician and into being in the Knesset. You're very disrespected if you, like, depending on what you did. For example, Ehud Omer, who is in jail, he was a photographer or something in the army. I mean, what a lame job. They have, you know, the ones that kind of go home on the weekends in the army. They're called job nicks. Like, they just... That's the job I want. That's the gig I'd do. <laughs> so, I'm a coward. 
Right. So the cowards go home. They do like a sort of Sunday through Thursday, which is our Monday through Friday. And then, of course, if you're well-respected, like someone like Ehud Barak, who dressed up as a woman to kill, you know, terrorists going in undercover after Munich, well, that is very well-respected. Well, that's pretty badass, isn't it? It's badass. And also, hey, pluralism, how are you doing? Kind of transy, you know, (laughs) before trans was cool. So I do. He was dressing up as a chick before it was cool. Right. So I do think there's a lot of respect, even BB, for that matter. But despite what you see in the news, I do believe that Israelis really appreciate their democracy. And no, we don't want a coup. We don't want the military to take over. The military has a lot of respect. You're born and raised into that culture. Everyone serves, men and women serve in the army. Religious people, although the top, top religious people were trying to get to do it, there are religious people who can do other things in the army that are considered sort of more volunteer work, helping in hospitals hospitals and such. So I think that's a lot of respect. I say an 18-year-old boy or girl carrying a gun on the street, in uniform, I bow down. I have a lot of respect for somebody like that. So at such a young age, when I come from a culture in America where 18, you're like boozing it, you know, and trying to get a pretend education, you're really just <laughs> sleeping in. So I think that's well, part I, of I it. I guess the differences between America and Israel is in general, you know, because obviously U.S. Marines are 18 years old, the army guys, get everyone... Going in as a grunt or an army rifleman, they're obviously 18 years old. They just don't hang around the streets with their rifles. That's normally the National Rifle Association (laughs) members with their right to open carry that are wandering around in Starbucks with an M4. The army guys really are too busy with their time to be running around looking like crazy bastards. I think that's the big difference. And when you see it in Israel, it's because those guys are coming back from leave or going off on leave and... They take the weapon seriously. They see it as a tool rather than something to be terribly excited about, which yeah. our American colleagues, cousins can be. But always weird when their weapon, their M4 or 16, hits the stroller, my baby stroller. And I'm like, <laughs> mm, your gun just hit my stroller. I feel weird. Also, I still have a like, everyone has this. Be honest, Alex, even you. You have a fetish for someone dressed in a uniform. Come on. Oh, totally. 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 So I think that helps us with America because I think a lot of Americans are like, ooh, that's sexy. I'll like help Israel in a peace deal, you know? That's like our one thing that we can still hold on to. They'll never BDS a sexy man or woman in uniform. Yeah, I'm just thinking, so the last time you had a good military leader would be like Harold, I'm guessing. I mean, that that went went okay, didn't it? No? No? He was pretty strong. No, no. Can, can I? I can't take the fifth in this country. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Golda Meir was not a military leader so much as a fundraiser, but she did a decent job. Not not during the war. People will complain about 1973, but she led the country in a good direction. That's cool. Anyways, uh, you had mentioned earlier a talking about a who said it, right? Between Trump, yes. who said it, who's crazier. And it's actually funny that you mentioned that because I was reading some of the comments on Facebook from this article that you had brought up. Never read the comments, Molly. (laughs) Never read the comments. I love the comments. I think they're really great when people just speak their mind because they control. But anyways, so I thought, well, wouldn't it be fun to play a game of who said it? So Alex is like reading my mind. Yeah, because Alex, I warned you that you could not see my notes this week that we normally share our podcast notes with each other, but that you couldn't because there would be a guessing game and I wouldn't want you. You did. All right, so here it is. And also, everyone listening, 
obviously you're playing along right now. Tell me how much you like this game, if I should do it again. It might be too easy, but I need the listeners to really chime in on this one. What All do right. I win? What do I win? Your pride and self-respect. Is that good? Uh, I'd like that back. Yeah, it's a good yeah. idea. Go for <laughs> okay. it. All right. So this is a Trump or Gandhi no dream. How <laughs> oh, you like it already? No dream is too big. No challenge is too great. Nothing we want for our future is beyond our reach. Trump or Gandhi? Trump or Gandhi? Uh, Gandhi. Trump. No. Yep. Yes, it is, sir. Yes, it is. Ooh. All right. Trump or Snoop Dogg? Or mind you, <laughs> a successful rapper. That's right. All right. I'm aware of Mr. Dog. Yes. All right. Here goes. You've got to always go back in time if you want to move forward. Trump or Snoop Dogg? Well, Snoop Dogg does smoke a lot of the good stuff. So (laughs) I'm going to say that's Snoop. Ooh, well done, drug lord. You are right. All right. Trump or Marilyn Monroe? (laughs) I don't mind making jokes, but I don't want to look like one. It's got to be Marilyn Monroe. It's got to be Marilyn. Oh, really? Yeah, you're right. But why is it so obviously her? Well, because it was classy and um, a little bit clever. Okay, fine. Like Two words that you would never use with Trump. (laughs) Okay, Trump or Alanis Morissette. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Isn't it ironic? Yes, everything in life is love. just to be clear, everything in that song, none of that is actually ironic. Just if you (laughs) re-listen to it, none of that is ironic. But go on. Much like the four years Trump will spend in office. All right, so (laughs) Trump or Alanis Morissette, everything in life is luck. Mm, no, see, now, Trump would never say that because he thinks everything is destined by his genius. That must be Alanis Morissette. Well, according to Brainy Quotes Online, it's a Trump quote. Whoa. Whoa, he's shocking himself now. I am, I am. How many more have we got? Come a on, few I'm in more. the zone. All right, all right. Oh, good, I'm in the zone now. Come on. Trump. Trump or Bill Clinton. You can put wings on a pig, but you do not make it an eagle. Oh, that feels... Like Clinton, because, you know, he's a good Arkansas boy. And I think that generally when you talk, you know, quotes about pigs. <laughs> and I'm not, yeah. I don't, I'm not being rude about, you know, Arkansorians. Right. Is that how you say it? Arkansas? People from Arkansas. Sure. But that sounds like an Arkansas type of wise words. I'm going to say Clinton. Okay, you are right. It's a Bill Clinton quote. I guess if it was about the animal cat slash obviously pussy, it would have been Trump. Yes, I see that. Let's move on then. Speaking of pussies, Trump or Putin? (laughs) It's always good to be underestimated. Trump or Putin? Hmm. I think that's going to be Trump. I don't think that Putin... That doesn't sound like a Putin statement. Right. You can't see him with his shirt off riding a horse saying No, I cannot. Wrestling a bear. No, I cannot see him saying that. I think Trump said that. You are right, my friend. (laughs) From one crazy leader to another, Trump or Ahmad Didijad. That's how I say his name. (laughs) Former president of Iran. We're bringing that back to the region. I like what you did there. (laughs) Tying it back in. The best world is one in which all countries cooperate with one another to kind of meet each other's needs and be partners <laughs> in the process. I, yeah, it sounds Trumpy. I mean, it's not quite crazy and ill-informed enough, but it sounds a little bit Trumpy. So your gut says Trump. Trump? Yeah, my gut says Trump. 
Okay, well, you're wrong. It's, oh. it's Mr. Ahmani Didijadi over there. Yep, I, yep. I would have given him more credit for that, but what do I know? All right, let's go back in time to one of the most infamous crazies, Trump mm. or Hitler. Hey, one day that Ooh. line could be said about Trump. Okay, yep. Trump or Hitler. Mm-hmm. What good fortune for governments that the people do not think? Well, I'm going to say that has to be Mr. Adolf, Mr. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> you are right. Yes. A giggle for Hitler. All right. Trump or Forrest Gump? Pri- <laughs> private jets cost a lot of money. Trump or Forrest Gump? Now, I haven't seen the movie for a while, but I think that that's Trump because he does want everyone to know <laughs> that private jets are expensive in case you hadn't realized. So, yes, that's Trump. That's definitely a Trumpy. All definitely. right. Trump or Oprah? This is one of the last two we're going to have here. I okay. embrace crying mothers who have lost their children because of our politicians putting their personal agendas before the national good. I have no patience for injustice, no tolerance for government incompetence, no sympathy for leaders who will fail their citizens. Trump or Oprah? I think that is President-elect Oprah. And you are wrong. No, not Oprah for that 20, is uh, Trump. 2020. Trump. Is it? Who yeah. wrote this stuff for Trump? Maybe maybe Oprah's staff members wrote it for Trump. It's Trump. All right. The last one, Alex. We've come to the end. I hope you've enjoyed this. Also listening have, at home. You did worse than I expected, Alex. So I'm yeah, not sure feel, if you've got yeah. your pride in this one. No, I did not. But, but go maybe on, give me the last here's one. the last one. Trump or any millennial. I have an <laughs> attention span that's as long as it has to be. Trump. You are right for the gold on the final Yay! answer. So everything else doesn't matter. No, it does not. No, it does not. It's just the last thing that matters. That's what anyone's ever going to remember. Right. That exactly. was very good, Molly. I like that game. We can play I that like game it. again. It's so fun for me. I could have gone on for hours, and that's what's really <laughs> scary. And it was great that you had actually mentioned it right before. So another thing that you can win here is how about the final article we were going to talk about, which involves an 11th commandment. It does, Molly, yes. We did a nice little article, God Drops 11th Commandment, and we suggested that he he had written you one called, you know, basically, Thou Shall Chill the Fuck Out. <laughs> Which I think is pretty solid, and then sadly he kind of realised that, uh, you know, people just aren't getting the hint. So what we just wanted to have a little chat about today is, uh, you know, really isn't it time to just update the whole Ten Commandments? Because there's a whole lot of stuff, as I recall, about coveting oxes. <laughs> which I always found a little bit confusing myself, having never desired an ox, my neighbour's ox. I don't not, know about you. not yet. Not uh, I, yet. I thought maybe it was a more regional thing that oxes were more attractive over there, no? It sounds like you're putting me down like it's something about my body that you're shaming me for. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. Never, never. She's not a cow. Isn't that what you guys call it in Britain? You're being rude. Yeah, there, but no, I would not be doing that. I just thought that... You know, there's, there's an argument to be said that we talk about updating and rebooting stuff all the time and, you know, 2.0 and 3.0. And maybe that, you know, maybe there's a time to do that. It yeah. did occur to me also, Molly, that is it that there are only 10 commandments? Because back in the day, they were carved in stone. I mean, if the Lord God above had been able to send them out by a mass email, <laughs> would he have written a lot more, do you think? Wouldn't it be scary if God was like the lady that did Fifty Shades of Grey and she like wrote it on an iPad, the story, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to and from work, and then it's such a piece of garbage, and that was our commandments? I mean, 
yeah, it could happen. I think if you look at actually, I know, and you're going to get angry, but I looked at again, the Facebook comments and a lot of people were talking about, there were actually 15 commandments and Moses, uh, either he dropped one of them or he negotiated, which if he's a Jew, then I'd go for the negotiating God down to just 10. In Judaism, we actually believe, I wouldn't say it's 613 commandments, but there are 613 mitzvahs, Mm -hmm. which we feel we are commanded to do. So you're talking about 11, and I'm thinking like, geez, there's like, you know, the other 602 that we Jews follow. But I I don't know. Do we need more rules in society? Because it is getting a little stressful. And if we look at all the religions, there are in every religion weird rules or just... They're all. They're we, all. Like, I love how, I mean, Catholics, you're just forgiven. Jesus just forgives you. Oh, yeah, but you got to say a lot of Hail Marys and stuff first. I mean, it's not just, you know, guaranteed. There's a lot of uh, Hail Marys involved right. in that, which takes time. And I'm it, still going to come back, Molly, because you kind of dropped it on me there, the 613. I mean, how do you... <laughs> Well, well, how does do that cope? work? How do you cope with that? I mean, how many of those do you fail each day? I mean, is uh, there, you know... Yeah. Why do you think there's so much Jewish guilt in this world? Come uh, on. Uh, We've got... I mean, yeah. Go let, me, let me explain. We've got the mitzvahs you got to do. Then there's crazy prayers. We have a prayer for going to the bathroom. Because believe me, if you've ever been constipated, you thank God at the end of that one. So we've already thought of it. I've had a couple of sessions where I've thanked God afterwards, <laughs> I'll tell you. So I understand that. I didn't realize that. I, can you email that prayer over to me? Because I could do with that. Yeah, you see, I can email it now. God couldn't back in the day, but he got it down to us anyways. I, okay. I'm curious. I love that it's the, you know, chill the fuck out is the 11th commandment. And I, especially living in Jerusalem, one of the most contentious uh, religious areas of all time ever, literally of all time. I love that commandment. I wish we could just chill the fuck out, especially when it comes to things like the Temple Mount, which to me, it's like two kids fighting over a toy. And I just want mommy to take it away and put both of them on a timeout. <laughs> I'm curious what our listeners, our readers, our uh, supporters, our audience out there, what do you think should be 11th commandment? Because that's a lot of fun to think about. That's a great dinner time question, right? And nice yeah, dinner party. Yeah. Just don't be a dick to each other. Was someone someone wrote that. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. That's just right. Don't, just don't be an asshole. That's nice and simple. I think that, uh, you know, maybe it's time that we all ask God for a rewrite of the 10, an update, a 2.0 reboot. Yeah. Particularly in these trying times where the leader of the free world is potentially about to start a nuclear war. I think now would be a good time to have a think about these things. Don't you think, Molly? Yeah, well, what's scary is that might just trigger the whole 2.0 anyways, won't it? <laughs> because if you wipe us out and he gets Time to, to reboot. Over. Time yeah. to reboot. On that note, are we going to draw things to a close? Yeah. Uh, I want to thank you, Alex, for playing along with me and the it listeners. It was a pleasure. Always stay tuned. Make sure we're now on iTunes. Very, very exciting. So you should subscribe there. The Mideast Beast on uh, on iTunes. Please subscribe and please leave a review. Leave Even if it. you're being really mean, leave yeah. a review. Cause that's how people find us. Right. If you're mean to Alex, I understand. I don't know what anyone could find about me to say. Uh, I understand. I'm just such a good person. I follow all 613 of those mitzvahs on a daily basis. And you're a mother as well, as we can hear. Oh, good. There wasn't a continuation of that statement. Yes, I am a mother. So, yeah, follow us also on Twitter at MideastBeasties. You can hear my kid crying in the background as we talk about me being a good mother. And, of course, on Facebook at 
The Mideast Beast and TheMideastBeast.com. That's where you can get all your, what we call, all news is satirical news. And I think uh, we're proving that true every day, just inching a little bit closer. So if God's out there, 2.0, Alex and Molly are requesting that as soon as possible. And uh, hopefully we'll all be here next week to keep talking. (laughs) And thank you to Scott Kahn, our editor and producer, for making it happen. This has been another episode of The Mid-East Beast.